Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So you'll never guess the store, or maybe you will because we're kind of part of this conversation, but the last three really cute items, clothing items that I've purchased are from the most random place. TJ Maxx, right? No. No? That is one of them. So I've been sharing, I've been sharing my outfits. I've been trying to like get dressed every day instead of just wearing like sweats and no bra. And regardless of whether I'm leaving the house or not. And so I've been sharing my outfits a little bit for accountability on Instagram. And people have been asking where they're from. And most of the pants when I share are from TJ Maxx. And that is the most frustrating because I can't link anything. And I'm just like, I bought it earlier this year, good luck. (laughs) I doubt you're going to be able to find it. So my second most like random place, because I was just assuming you'd already told me, which is why I guessed what I did. But if I had to guess like more obscure, I would say like Sam's or Costco. Close. Walmart. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I have been, so I've been like into like giving Walmart another chance the last like couple, you know, months this year, whatever. There's a couple of people that we know, Julia Markham of Chris Loves Julia and Annie Austin, both share like their Walmart hauls, both Annie more clothing and Julia more home decor. But she's been sharing some clothing items from there too. And I'm always surprised. It's always one of those things where like, wow, when you see it not in the cluttered space that is Walmart and standalone or styled, it's really nice. And so I've been like just perusing a couple extra peaks when I go in to grab something. And I got the cutest romper there the other day. So much so that I saw it, looked at it, really liked it, thought it was a little expensive for Walmart. So I put it back, didn't get it and couldn't stop thinking about it for like a week. And so I went back and got it and I tried it on today at home and like styled it with some cute shoes. And it is really cute. And like, the zipper is really good quality. The material is thick. Like it's tailored. It's fitted. It's super nice. And it has pockets. 
nice. They definitely have a more variety in brands they are trying to mimic. There's one, I can't think of what the Walmart version is, but it's definitely trying to be free people. Mm-hmm. Well, this might be this romper. I need to I look at so. and see. But there's like one or two brands that if I were to go to Walmart, I would prefer those. I've struggled going there mostly from like an anxiety standpoint. Like our Walmart, it's a lot. Our Walmart is huge, like massive, massive, massive. And I specifically a couple of years ago decided to start grocery shopping at Aldi for the simple fact that I needed less options because it was getting crazy going to the grocery store. But I feel that because I've struggled to find clothes recently. You know, my normal go-tos have been slim pickings. But I think it's mostly because things have just shifted. Like, even going to Old Navy has been less reliable for me. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I would love to shop more ethically and, like, more, like, fair trade stuff, but have really struggled as, like, a mid-sized person to find things that even, like are budget enough friendly, but also like have styles. So anyway, all that to say, I had a very different weekend. I didn't necessarily go clothing shopping, but I did go. So last weekend, we had our own garden tour. We were part of a bigger circuit and we had 187 people walk through our yard which is still incredibly overwhelming. But this last weekend, we went on the tour instead of hosted. And we saw six gardens. And I am still suffering the allergy consequences outside. Yeah. And I don't know if it was from the country road we drove down because Jared's allergic to a lot too. But like, normally just poor guy gets bad eczema and scary skin reactions, but it was so bad. He had to stop the car in the middle of the street and sneeze like about eight times before we could keep going because he couldn't see who was sneezing so hard. But I've just been crying. Like tears have just been pouring out of my face and my nose is a little runny and I'm just so annoyed and I feel like I can't touch anything, but allergies this year have been the most insane I've ever experienced. So I'm very ready for a cold front and maybe some more rain to like wash away whatever fall pollen is popping Mm -hmm. right now Mm because I cannot handle it. Yeah. That being said, I saw easily the craziest garden. You know, I've seen a lot of very beautiful things. This was there's no other way to describe it other than unique. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Like, no offense to this person, because it was beautiful, but it was just very odd, out of place. Like, do you remember malls, like, in the 80s and early 90s when, like, the medians were just, like, blowing up with, like, these giant flowers and, like, they were just, like, really curated and they'd change them every season Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. were just, like, full of annuals? Well, you know, malls are dying and so are over-the-top medians but I swear to god this person's house looked like one of those things but it was I had never seen so many annuals in one yard I was talking to Jared after the fact and I was like I'm pretty sure 98% of his yard dies no see and and mine's the opposite I was just like it's so pretty because there's so many blooms 
but it's so impractical because you would have to replace everything. That's why it's only ever set to like medians or like the entrances to places. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, there it's like, you know, you're going to spend X and then they're going to rip it out and make it look nice again. Yeah. But because there were so many annuals, they were huge. Like there was blue. It was gorgeous. Oh, tons and tons and tons of flowers. But then you go in the back. So the front is like just covered blooms everywhere. A lot of the same type of flower, which is also a little strange. Like normally you see way more variety. You walk in the backyard. There is five trains on an elevated platform. No. And like whole mini city. And they painted the back fence like with rolling hills and little cows <laughs> no no I don't like it it was entertaining which is I mean successful Saturday morning if that was the goal yeah I guess so or they, was it like a working train set oh yeah he had it all set up but I was because I mean I know enough about the weather here to know like you can't just leave that stuff leave out. that out there really no destroyed so I was like, how long does it take you to set up and he's like 30 minutes and I was like there's no way if I did this it would take days and days and days and I know for sure like the tracks like are set and like concrete and stuff so like he doesn't have to like reset up the tracks but sure he has to bring out all the little houses yeah. and bring yeah. out all the trains the little accessories and the people and the cars and the no no the closest thing I got to gardening this weekend well I did plant some of my fall vegetables. And the funny thing about Walmart, if y'all shop there, you can get like literally everything there. And so in one trip, I got 30 bags of mulch and the romper. <laughs> it's just a very eclectic mix, the checkout stand, but all their mulch is going on clearance because they're about to like season it out. And we've been working on a huge hill in our backyard. And it's it looking needs- so good. I can't wait for all the pollinators. Yeah, we're doing just like a pollinator garden, a native and pollinator garden on our hill. And it's, I get attacked by bees every time I try to plant something new because they're confused, but hopefully they're happy soon. They're not attacking you. They are biting me though. Like they're not stinging me because they're not dying, but they're like, they're stinging me in the way that doesn't make them die because like, they're like getting me and like trying to fly up my shorts and my shirt. And like, so I leave them alone. And then I go do something else, but I'm just trying to plant the plant. Like I'm just trying to get this in the ground for y'all and you're stinging my butt. (laughs) And I don't like it. Oh no. Yeah. So it's yelling all weekend at the bees, but they don't understand. I'm glad you could help the bees. Yeah. They They need to be grateful instead of stinging me. (laughs) I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I don't have a good segue for this. No, the only segue I have is, speaking of animals, let's call out the elephant in the room. Oh my God. (laughs) That is the worst segue we've done in ages. (laughs) We're a little out of practice. We've been a couple weeks behind because Emily... I got sick for 17 weeks straight, it feels like. Emily lost her voice and it's been rough getting back mm-hmm. in the recording studio. But here we are. She's right. There is an elephant in the room and we're we're ready to call it out. And I think you guys are not going to be surprised because it's a giant ass elephant, right? Uh-huh. Like it's been sitting there staring at you and you've probably been thinking about it, but not really knowing how to react. And the truth of the matter is that the market is shifting and 
marketing as a result is also shifting and we have to be paying attention as small business owners because how this impacts us in the next few years is going to be really, really important. Well, and I think the question that everyone had when the pandemic came about is, okay, this is change immediately happened in 2020, right? And it affected different industries in different ways across the board. But people knew then like, these changes are happening right now as an immediate result of like what's going on in the world. But what are the impacts of these changes going to be? And that's what we're starting to see now. Now that we're two years post it starting and going into the third year post pandemic start life, because it's not necessarily it's not, over. It's so not how, over. however we're gonna phrase that. <laughs> Three but years post the start of the shift was two years ago, but mm-hmm. we are now seeing the results of said shift. And y'all know everyone when you're suddenly at home all the time, people's habits change. And they've also changed again as people have been able to come out into the world a bit more. But the biggest shift, at least initially, and I think it's going to have long-term repercussions, but the biggest shift, at least initially, has been that the strategies y'all have been relying on in the social media space specifically are far less effective and get way lower organic reach. Not that you can't go viral, not that you can't have organic reach on some platforms, but it's like gambling. Instead of you being able to follow XYZ recipe and like be successful, you're constantly having to just let's try this, let's try that. And maybe one day it'll work and you'll go back to do the exact same recipe again and you can't recreate the situation. And I think it's that right there that, and it's not necessarily just about social, but in a lot of sense, marketing as a whole is that where you do something and maybe it works a little bit and you go the next week, the next month, the next quarter to try that same strategy and it has completely different results. And so businesses across the board are having a harder time predicting where their attention needs to be, where it makes sense to allocate resources and their time and planning the actual future sales lead gen growth of their business because everything is so unpredictable. And the conversations that we've been having with our clients internally and with our peers is that I feel like everyone's a little confused right now as to where to put your focus. It feels hard to commit to something and kind of go all in on it when we do feel like we have to have our hands in a lot of baskets. And I think a lot of people are curious on what it's actually going to take to ride the wave and to even see growth, like figure out how to see growth in this time that feels a little bit unpredictable and to make the right decisions in our business that are like big grown up business decisions that need to happen in order for us to still exist past this bubble. Yeah. And so I think part of it is the looming nature of this potential recession. As much as we need to be thinking about where are we going to spend our time, the natural kind of question that pops in my mind, at least, is if this is the road we're going down, how is that going to change behavior of the people I'm trying to sell to? And how do I compensate as a business owner? And any other time there's been some sort of change in the market, 
people are trying to pay attention and make changes rapidly. We saw it happen when the pandemic started. You know, businesses that had been traditionally brick and mortar as quickly as possible tried to come up with an online solution or at least a pop by and drive by pickup kind of solution. And they were rapidly making changes. The funny thing about what's going on right now is I think a lot of people aren't, they're just like, I don't know what to do. And so they're not reacting and they're not trying new things because social has led to this thing where every time I try something, even if it works, I can't recreate it. And so they, they're not sure how to pivot or in what way to pivot. Well, and I think with how convoluted and messy all of that feels, it's paired with the desire that a lot of us have had since 2020 and when lives and priorities change, the desire of having simplicity in life and business, in our homes, in our organization, within our clothes, within our relationships, like feel like that's been like across the board. So if we have a desire for simplicity in how we do business, but it feels messy and disorganized over here, how can we create simplicity inside that chaos? And I think that's what all of us are hoping to figure out and still like being curious about what that could actually look like. Well, I hope we can all just agree on a couple of things because I do think there's some facts that can ground us and give us this feeling of both security and a bit of reliability because when there is a shift happening, when there's a disruption in how the economy works, people tend to, of course, panic. Like I think about 2008 and while I was just starting kind of my career at that time, like going to college and going out and attempting to get my first big girl job, you know, we still felt the fallout of that for years to come, even if you were just then entering the job market. And so instead of panicking and instead of making big decisions, I want to find some things that can ground us. And there's two that Emily and I both really agree on. And the first of which is that the foundations of what makes a business work have not changed. I think we forget that when methods get sexy and popular for a time, we're convinced that those are the methods that make a business work when it isn't. The methods are a means to an end. Mm -hmm. Marketing is a means to an end. Business foundations are separate and people can consider a business practice the same as marketing and they are not the same. And it's really frustrating as an educator in this space, watching so many people rely so heavily on a marketing strategy that is really just a trendy thing that's going to come and go. And so like, if we can do anything, I want to help more of us focus on what makes a business work from the ground up, what creates a stable foundation, and how can we focus on those things in a time when we don't actually know what the new trend is. We don't actually know where consumers are going to be spending their time. There is not a trend right now. Like we, we recognize that, right? Like that's the issue. And so when there is no, you know, flower popping its head up out waving and saying, this is the thing that's working for a lot of people right now, then we need to rely on the stuff that we know that works. Right. So let's talk about what's the other thing that's going to ground us and give us some sense of peace. So in the same way that 2020 
scared the bejesus out of people. <laughs> I also saw so many people rise and grow and scale because they were paying attention to the climate. They were paying attention to what people wanted. They were serving. They were showing up and businesses skyrocketed. Think about Zoom even three years ago to Zoom today. Like Zoom is now such a stable, like integral part of how businesses operate today. And two years ago, I would say 75% of the world didn't even know what Zoom was. And now it is common practice everywhere. I just want to remind you that anytime there's a shift or a change, it is also as much an opportunity as it is an obstacle. And the thing that can ground us is it is possible to grow and scale in this climate. Now, some of you may very well choose to focus on stability, focus on rest in the season that you're just unsure. But I know for us, 2020 and even 2021 led to some growth that we weren't anticipating because we were- Well, because I would argue you can focus on rest and stability and still grow and scale. Absolutely. That's what I want you guys to pay attention to is that you don't have to put your hustle face on this year, next year, whatever, to grind through what we're going through right now, literally at all. There can be simplicity and ease if relying on the foundations of what actually makes a business work that can bring in rest and contentment with also when you look back in a year or two, like, holy shit, we actually grew in that time when other businesses were closing. Yeah. Well, and I think that just naturally means you have to shift your focus in the same way that you have to shift your attention any other time there's a change. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial we have to be paying attention to what makes sense now. And for so long, focusing on how you can differentiate yourself from the competition has been important. Well, because it was important when leads were plentiful and the area that was your opportunity to stand out was when you were serving, right? Everyone talked about what's your unique way of your offer. How do you work with your clients? What's your client experience look like? How can you have an incredible client experience that gets the people that you are working with the ability to refer you, to recommend you, for you to stand out in the way that's like, you offer the same thing that other people do, but the way that you offer it is the reason why I'm going to choose to work with you. That's been how business has been running for the past few years. And that's the part that's changing. Right. Because when you naturally have less organic reach, when social doesn't carry your business as far, you're going to have lower volume of interest in what you're doing. This is like a natural cycle that happens And instead of panicking, instead of worrying that this is going to be a problem, there is a very simple opportunity here. Like I was having a conversation with a client the other day and she was asking us about her own numbers. And I said, girl, like, to be frank, we're focused on working with far less people on purpose. Yep. And that surprised her. But why would we be attempting to claw through a time when we don't necessarily have access to what we used to? Right. Why would we play the quantity game in a season that quantity is not available? Yeah. So there are ways for our business to continue to grow, but it does require having a more luxury price point, a more premium experience And thus you end up working with less people and you don't need the same volume of sales. We went from thousands of transactions a week to dozens on purpose. Like we were listening and paying attention to the shifts and changes and we're able to compensate. And so if you're not going to have as many leads, prospects, and your engagement is lower, then you need to 
figure out a way to convert more of the people that are paying attention now, even if it's less people overall. We have been talking with our clients for the last year of how can you intentionally work with less people and have a bigger impact and charge appropriately so you still hit your goals, so you still support your family financially. And it has been incredible to watch because even though buzz is lower, the amount of times I've heard from a client them saying like, oh my gosh, I finally get to spend the kind of time I want to with my clients. I'm really seeing impactful changes in their lives because I can give them more of my focus and my time. And they're making more money. Yes. (sighs) <sighs> they are making more Working money. Working with less people Some, and having Sometimes half money. or a third less people. Yep. yep. So what we're asking you to look at, if you can kind of visualize all of the touch points that a person in general might have when first being interested in what you offer, learning more, raising their hand to say that they're interested, talking to you about what you offer, becoming a client, going through the client experience, doing offboarding being a past client that you're maybe still engaging with and reaching out to. If you can think of all of those touch points, our area of focus over the past couple of years have been once they become a client, how can we surprise and delight? How can we create an incredible experience that's referable, that gets those people coming back for more because they liked working with us? And I love that part. And I want to have still a great experience because that's the service layer of being a service provider is providing an incredible service, right? That unlocks referrals and helps grow your business based on positive reputation. But if our attention is solely there, then we're just betting on having enough qualified leads that turn into clients so that we can showcase an amazing client experience. What I want your attention to shift to is scroll back to the beginning of that and think about the very first part of the process, what we call our prospect experience and the prospect journey. So someone who's landing on your website, landing on social, and they've never met you before. They don't know what it is that you offer. What is everything that that person experiences all from understanding what it is that you offer just by reading the things on your website to getting nurtured and getting value from you by what you offer on your website or social or your email list, by raising their hand and wanting to chat with you, book a call or learn more, all of those parts of the process, what do those things look like? And not only what do they look like, but how quickly do they get someone through that journey to hop on a phone with you to do what you do best and converting them from a prospect into an actual potential client? Yeah, because if you naturally are going to have less people going through your quote unquote funnel, then you can't just assume it's all going to work out all the time. You have to be way more intentional from the very beginning. And so, sure, you might have to tweak your offer. Sure, you might have to adjust the experience on the back end. But at this point in time, at this point in time, that is just like an understood requirement. Like people are expecting that. What they're not expecting is for you to go above and beyond in these early stages of even before they've written you a check, even written you a check, LOL. (laughs) Do you just dated yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Even before they pay their invoice online all digitally. (laughs) 
you know, they're not necessarily expecting for you to go above and beyond in these early stages. And that is now how you have the ability to stand out. And the cool part is I am seeing this across the board. We've seen evidence of this, like starting to happen all year long with our current clients, social media managers, marketing agencies, virtual team building events, executive assistants, professional organizers, disaster preparedness, photographers, designers, all types of designers, interior designers, architects, graphic designers, website designers, bookkeepers, the whole nine, all of these industries and so many more have seen a shift where they're naturally seeing less leads, but our clients are continuing to grow through these seasons because they prepared themselves for this shift, because they prepared themselves for this change, and they're being way more intentional on the experience from the moment someone even notices them. Because there's different stages. Go ahead. Yes. Well, I want you to ask yourself, like, I bet you guys have started to do the math. If you like numbers at all, you started to dip into what is your conversion rate on when someone hops on a discovery call? How many discovery calls do you need to have to land the amount of clients that you need in order to reach your goals? I hope that you know that info. If you don't, literally, we will help you figure it out. That's our favorite thing to do. Okay. But let's just assume you know that information, right? And if you've been doing that data in your head, I bet some people are maybe converting less. The conversions there are going down because people are being a lot more picky about where they're spending their dollars and their time right now. So in your head, like, shit, shit, I'm going to need now this many more leads at this conversion rate in order to match my numbers. Well, instead of paying attention again to just that part of the process, can we go to converting more of the leads to get to the discovery call in the first place instead of just focusing on once they're in there? Right. Right. And I think that's the thing is in a business where perhaps you've never really had to even search and find for leads and you've seen kind of a natural flow of things, you're going to have to be way more intentional. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing. This is a great thing because if you start doing this earlier on in the journey, you are going to naturally attract and, and push away people sooner in the process. So you're going to be booking more ideal clients. You're going to be booking more qualified leads and it's going to up those conversion rates because you're being more intentional earlier on in the process. And I think the part that perhaps people have put on the back burner for so long, (laughs) dare I say it, because social was quote unquote, free Mm -hmm. and working. Now they're in a panic mode because it's expensive and it's not working. It's expensive (laughs) and it's not working in the same ways. And you know how people were harping on you forever about, well, you own your blah, blah, blah. You own your list. You own your, but you don't own social. Well, here's the thing with that. Whether you grew an email list or not, honestly, I could care less. I don't necessarily think that is the game changer here. But what I do think is a massive game changer is your natural organic search traffic. And honestly, the amount of you who've paid zero or less than zero (laughs) attention. Because you could be hurting yourself. Like that's what she means by less than zero, like negative attention. (laughs) 
<laughs> zero. Not being on social doesn't negatively impact you. It just is a neutral, right? right? But if you have a website or don't have a website, and there are certain ways that things are actually set up or not set up or connected or not connected, it could be actually hurting you. And why? Because we've been there. <laughs> like, well, we sure. were in a season before. We've been there, but we've also always paid attention to our mm-hmm. website. And I think what's really been helpful is seeing as social shifts, what's possible from an organic perspective and what you guys probably don't know and understand. And that's fine. I'm not expecting you to know all these things that are happening, but Google is undergoing probably the most massive change they've ever undergone ever when it comes to search. And it's going to literally flip the internet on its nose. Mm -hmm. And instead of freaking out about it, you have such an opportunity to take advantage because if social is not going to work in the same way, then you know where you need to put your attention on the parts and pieces that you have control over. And your website is a massive part of that. You can attract and rank for keywords on your website by utilizing SEO strategies that have long-term plays in your business. Mm -hmm. And when 46% of all search is localized, what about establishing yourself in your market? Quit worrying about trying to have clients globally. I'm not saying it's not sexy. It's fun. I get it. I've been doing this a long time. (laughs) Being able to say we've worked with people all over the world is so fun. But do you know when I had the most knowledge about who we were working with? Right. When it was all local, when I could literally take a client to lunch. Mm -hmm. Well, and the fact that, you know, I I don't know the stat for everyone's website, but for ours, over 85% of our website traffic are first time visitors. You know where our opportunity lies in converting more of those people into actually raising their hand to work with us or to learn more or for us to guide them within our website, the strategic layout, the copy, the buttons, the pages, everything for us to be guiding them along that journey. No, and this isn't just true for service-based businesses. I was literally talking to a multi-million dollar retailer last week and she was just talking about you know, the amount of people that come to her website and don't buy a product is astonishing to her. Mm -hmm. And it is astonishing. But I think it's a moment for us to wake up and be like, this is an opportunity. What are they searching for that they're not finding? Why'd they land here in the first place? And what are they looking for next? How can I keep them there longer? How can I really answer their questions and showcase myself as the expert? And I think so much of this comes down to what your website is telling you or telling about you, how it is showing up for you so that you can capture people's attention. You need to be keeping there longer, but you also need to be telling them the right story. Why do they need to pay attention to you? Why do they need to work with you? What is it that you're solving for them? And doing this in a quick and easy to understand format that quickly allows them to raise their hand and say, hey, I'm interested in the next step. It is tricky, but also such an opportunity. Yeah. Well, because 
I think you coined this phrase when we first started talking about this conversation, but a confused prospect is a lost prospect. And if your opportunity now is getting more clarity on the people who are deciding to put your eyeballs on your things, then this is where we need to pay attention to our messaging, our layout, again, our buttons. What are they going to? How do they function? What is the experience that we're providing on the back end? And the reason why like our answer right here for this strategy, this is the number one thing you need to do. You need to change all of the messaging and copy on your website. I don't know if that's what you need to do. Some of you have big pie problems, right? Where it's messaging and strategic layout and there's no way to capture people who even raise their hands or there's no clarity on what it is that you offer, whatever it might be. Some of you might only have like one slice of that as your problem and you need to actually connect your client relationship management tool to your website so you can like collect those leads and actually communicate with them. Some of you may have different aspects of this that you want to pay attention to. So I what I want you to be thinking on is the process as a whole at the beginning, the prospect journey, the prospect process and experience. And where are your opportunities and what is the data behind it? How many people are landing on your website and not clicking, not booking a call, not raising their hand, not reading content that you've been putting together to serve value for them so that they can be nurtured? What are they actually doing when they land there? Do you know that? Yeah, I'd imagine many of you don't. And it it's okay if you don't. I don't want yeah. you to feel like this is a bad thing, but like no. in the it's same opportunity. Way, yeah, in the same way that you're like when Instagram's blowing up and you're like, oh, okay, well if I I know if I do da 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 then I'll get traffic. Okay. Well, you understood that concept on social, but I see a lot of people who are really intimidated about switching that focus. And it's like Man, do you know how many people search for your literal service plus your city? Do you actually know the search volume of that? What if you could capture 10% of that search volume? Would you be more than booked out? If the answer is yes, then like, why aren't we paying attention to local search? Why aren't we paying attention to keywords that are in alignment with our businesses, honestly, mind boggling to me. And it's fine. It's fine. If you haven't been like, in the same way that we all like, learn and pay attention over time, you honestly can only put your focus in so many areas. I'm not saying what you did before was bad. Likely what you did before was working. But if it's not working now, then you need a new focus. You need a new plan. You need something that's going to continue to serve you. And at the end of the day, what is a part of a business that's always going to be relevant? Your sales pipeline. How many prospects are landing in your purview, whether that's on their your actual website or on your social? How many of those people are clicking to some sort of form to say, hey, I'm interested? How many of those people fill it out? How many of those people actually book the call? How many of those people that book the call go on to the sales call? How many of those people turn into actual clients? If you don't know all those numbers all along the way, you don't know where you're designing. (laughs) You don't know what you done. Well, truly, let's have a conversation because you need to be able to measure. And in the same way you looked at, you know, how do I increase engagement? How do I get more people to save my post on Instagram? It's the same concept. You just got to learn a new set of things. And the new set of things requires you to pay attention to your prospect journey because the prospect's not a lead until you know their name, until you have their contact info. 
And so I want to turn more of those prospects into quality leads. And I want to pre-qualify them before they even raise their hand. Yeah, because I want your time being spent where it makes the most sense as well and filter the people out in a way that's on brand if they don't make sense to work with you and filter the people in, in a way that's on brand and provides an experience who it does make sense for them to work with you. Yeah. It's so funny to me when the focus here shifts. I remember one week, Vanessa's like, I don't know what to do. Eight people just booked a discovery call. (laughs) And I was like, this is a good problem. (laughs) This is a good problem to have. Catherine has had the same problem. She was like, so I have four discovery calls this week and all of them are begging for quotes now. I'm like, because the desire is there. We don't necessarily need hundreds or thousands of hits to make these things work. Most of you can run your whole business working with five people or less a month. Many of you, two or less a month. And if you're sitting here saying, I can't hop on the call with more people and put them through the sales process because my sales process takes so long, but I'm serving the current clients that I do have and I don't have the time, then we need to strategize shortening that sales process. We did it with Krista where she cut her time in like a third. So what that means for her is she's spending less time per prospect, converting them into a client or per lead, converting them into a client. So she's able to do more selling for more people who are ready to hear that piece of information for her, more connecting because it's taking less time to actually do the selling. Right. And so if you can spend less time in the selling process and you're converting more then it all just like stacks and adds together. Like it really makes a massive difference in how everything works together to really kind of take things to the next level. And I want to help you with this process. I want to partner with you as you figure out how to really supercharge things. And I want you to know that like our team isn't just Emily and I, like we have two Dubsado certified specialists. If you don't know what a CRM is yet, we need to talk. We have two designers. We have two expert copywriters. We have a tech wizard. We have two incredible SEO specialists. We have a social media manager. We have account managers. We have project managers. Like our team is dripping with support. And I don't think you guys realize how you could be working with us. You listen to our show. You've probably listened to our show for years. Some of y'all who've listened to (laughs) hundreds of episodes, I'm calling you out right now. You've listened to hundreds of episodes and you've never once gotten up the guts to send us a DM. Stop it right now. Do it. (laughs) Let us be there for you. Our team has been working so incredibly hard behind the scenes and we've been taking private clients for a long time now, but we have not been talking about it because we've been so busy and booked out. And I want to tell you right now, we have just a couple of spots, like literally just a couple of spots. And I would love the opportunity to work specifically because we don't need the quantity of leads. And so we get to be very picky about who we work with and how many. Right. And I want you to be one of those potential people. And so if you're like, All of this sounds amazing and I have no idea where to start. Okay, then let's figure that out together. Yeah. 
let's just chat. If you're not sure exactly where in the prospect experience you need to be paying attention to, or if some of the numbers that we rattled out that we want you to know, you don't know, let's just chat. Let's see what it would take for us to get clarity on where it makes sense for our focus to be and decide where it makes sense to put that energy and build a project that works around that. So we want to chat with you, figure out what you want to do, what you want to tackle together. So you can send us a DM at Boss Project on Instagram, but I really encourage you to go fill out a quick form, bossproject.com slash waitlist. I want to hear how you're interested in working with us and I'll set up a call with you, like a one-on-one call, just the two of us. So we can chat it out and see how our team can best help you. I want to see you be so incredibly successful in this new season. And I definitely think it's going to take some shift in focus and I can't wait to partner with you on that journey. So give us a ring bossproject.com slash waitlist. I can't wait to chat more. It's going to be amazing. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.